0: Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.
1: This episode is brought to you by Lipsyn. Planning to start a podcast? Look no further than Lipsyn. Lipsyn is one of the biggest feature-rich podcast hosting platforms in the world. Lipsyn is IAB certified, offers many hosting plans, and you can start for as low as $5 a month. Aspiring podcasters who listen to the show radio can get one month free by using the promo code TSR. Use promo code TSR at checkout to get one month free. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of The Show Radio. This is episode 644. I am your host, Andrew.
2: Hey, guys, and I'm Danny.
1: And this is your source for tech, gaming, and entertainment news. Uh, Right off the bat, I definitely want to say happy birthday, Daniela. How are you?
2: I am good. I am feeling a certain way. This is the last year of my 30s. Not a bad way, but I'm just like, where did the nine years go? Mm. But uh, I'm good. I'm good. I had a very nice, chill birthday, although everybody, all my friends, all my family were stuck working, um, but it was okay. I mean, I didn't really do too much. My son handled a lot of the stuff around the house for me, and I just, Kind of had a nice sushi lunch with him and I had a nice pasta dinner with my boyfriend. So it was a good day.
1: That's good. Good chill day, good relaxing day.
2: Yeah. Hopefully, you know, if I can get all the people in my life that live here, um, a day that we can all just sit and have a nice dinner together, that'd, that'd be awesome. Or just a beach day and having a barbecue or something, that'd be great too. Mm. But, uh, yeah, that's that's hard. That's that's the most frustrating part, I think, other than bills and having to work.
1: Right. Adulting.
2: Finding time for like schedules with other adults is difficult. If not, then it turns into multiple days with whatever, you know, group you can get together as it can happen. And you don't want anybody to feel like left out or they missed out on something or anything like that. There's no FOMO here. It's always just good times.
1: Hmm. Yeah. So one thing. Um. One thing we didn't get a chance to like really talk about. Um. I know. You know. The week we we have a lot of other things going on. But the fires. Um. Local to you, or as local as local can be. Can you give us an update on on what's going on with that?
2: So that is something I haven't been as I guess outwardly on on socials unless you've been on my Instagram on stories like the last week that I've been blowing up all these things. So last week Lahainan, um on Maui, which is the west side of Maui, had this wildfire that is turning into uh, what they're saying is one of the U.S. worst wildfires that has happened. Um, and it was definitely fueled by <laughs> the fact that we had... Hurricane Dora going to the south of us and added some heavy winds, which I'm not on Maui. I'm actually like two islands to the northwest of Maui. So I was fine. We did experience the incredible heavy winds, some light rains, but nothing like Maui. And I don't think anybody could have really expected that what happened happened at all. Mm. Um, and then just to to see that, to see all the videos, to see all of these things um happening as you can get the information, as the news was putting it out, or as people on Maui was able to post it, which there's a lot of things. Here's the thing that's frustrating that the internet does is starts putting together all of these conspiracy theories that really make it harder. Or facts to be seen or heard because people from or implants on the mainland who live in, in Maui or people in the mainland just pulling together, you know, half truth to create whatever content that they want to get clout or whatever over this terrible thing. It, it is so incredibly frustrating. No, it wasn't some direct energy weapon used to destroy maui and build a smart city like that that blows my mind it wasn't the government trying to take out local people this was like there's a video of the whole timeline everything happened and where exactly the fire started which was from the heavy winds breaking telephone lines power lines and the power lines catching fire And the thing that's common about all of the islands is that the west side is always the driest side of the islands. And like I can say that right now, my island right now, the west side is completely dry. I drive that side almost every day. Even when it rains, it is still dry. Um, And it could have easily been any one of these islands. And sadly, it had to be Lahaina. And it is so heartbreaking. And then to, wait and see like if friends and family are okay and a lot of us like everybody has family or friends on each of these islands and that is what deeply impacts so many of the people who live here is is there's no way that you don't have a family member or a friend on any of the islands Mm -hmm. so there was you know people started putting together you know this google documents of that people could put in information about who they're trying to find because there's no there was no cell service there was no power there's no water there's not nothing over there so it's hard to find out and in that part of lahaina or that part of maui um it's it's not an easy like you can just quickly get in and out if you saw the videos like people had to bail out of the car because it was just so much traffic trying to get out and the timeline about when the fire started and how quickly it spread it is so hard uh to be able to get out fast enough and then there's this one story of this interview that this girl like i i don't think i saw an update yet to see if she found her dad yet but she was evacuating and the dad was just like, you know, I want to stay here. I don't know if he was just in denial or he didn't think it was that big of a deal, but he didn't leave with her. And this girl is still trying to find her dad. Mm. And there's so many families, kids. You saw the videos of people jumping into the ocean. Um, and you just have this document that's being updated as much as it possibly can about who's been found who to contact like people don't even care they're putting in like their own personal phone numbers like please if you if you know where this person is or you've seen them call me tell me like they're looking for anything for confirmation but after like a week now some people are just feeling like okay i, I like person that i'm missing is possibly in there mm-hmm. and it it is incredibly hard i to to comprehend all of that. And then you have vultures that are trying to come in and you have real estate agents already, realtors, people with big money from the mainland that are trying to already buy up these people's lands without letting them process this grief. And they're wow. still learning about so much. And as you find out more information that comes out, like the one thing that makes a lot of people mad is our siren system didn't go off for them. And like the reason they said is like, oh, well, it's for tsunamis. and you know, we didn't want people seeking high ground if we went off of this. And I'm like, I think people are smart enough to like, they hear a siren, they see the smoke. It's not for a tsunami. It's for them to get out. Get out, give them, give them a chance. But no, mm. they, they they didn't do that. And, you know, hearing, you know, the fit the leadership on Maui saying, oh, we don't regret, you know, not doing the siren. I'm like, are you kidding me? And the thing is, is like, we, we grew up learning that the siren system, there's different tones for different things. I don't know what the fire one sounds like, but there's one for tsunamis. There's one for hurricanes Um, that plays a different tone. But <laughs> I don't think it mattered if it was for a hurricane, tsunami or fire. You hear those sirens and it's not during the time that we normally have. like Once a month, they let us know that, hey, we're going to be testing our siren system. Please be aware if it's played any other time other than that, I think it's the first Thursday of the month, something's wrong. And when you, when they see that there's smoke and fire, which everybody was aware that there was fires, but nobody was aware about, you know, how bad it was. I think if you put on those sirens, they realize, okay, this is serious. I need to get out. Um. So there's so many people who, who lost their homes and there's a lot of, There's a lot of organizations that are coming together to get the money, to get the resources and the things that people need that lost everything. Problem is there's not enough volunteers um, to come out and then people aren't getting what they need fast enough. So it's a beautiful thing to see all of these different islands and peoples and communities, which basically I can say multiple communities, but we're all just Hawaii come together and like, okay, if the Red Cross, the Maui Association, all this stuff, and our own government isn't moving fast enough, we need to step in and make it fast enough. So you have people using their boats coming, you know, they were blocked off in certain places. So people are like opening up their docks, like come in here, come in this direction. We got the people, we'll get these people like what they need. And you have them all coming in, you have people in the east and south side of Maui that is still open, that people can still access, that are giving up their addresses so that Amazon, Amazon already confirmed that you they they will ship to Maui and they will ship it to whoever's giving up their addresses for people to get stuff. You have, you know, you have our different shipping companies, Madsen and Young Brothers, who have only so many resources um, bringing in, in items, but you have voters from other islands are coming across the channel to bring stuff as well they're doing whatever they possibly can to come together um, and make this happen so there there's a lot of stuff and there's a lot of misinformation that's going on that's really incredibly frustrating i feel a very certain way about celebrities (laughs) that are coming forth like to me (sighs) i don't have anything against oprah Oprah owns like, like I think about a thousand acres of land in Maui. She recently bought like 800 something, 870 acres earlier this year. Sure, she showed up. Sure, she gave some money. But I feel like when you do something and you want to give back to this community that you live in part time of the year, don't make it seem like it's like this PR stunt. Like I know people are appreciative of it and I'm glad that she's donated stuff. But just because you do good deeds doesn't mean it has to be like this huge publicity thing. You don't need cameras following you around for this. Just be a good person and do it because you know it's right, not because you want to show the entire world. Look at me, I'm I'm an awesome celebrity with millions of dollars. She didn't open up her house. She didn't open up her land for people to set up camp to to stay there to have something like I have a certain way that I feel about that. Yes, the help is appreciated and it's great that, you know, she's putting that out there into the world because there's people in the mainland that have donated and helped and raising money for Maui and all the victims that have been, you know, struggling through this and working through this. And and that is that is awesome. But I just I just have a certain thing about when it it doesn't always come across as 100 percent genuine. Mm And so it was hard for me, like uh, we, there's a trip that I had um, planned months ago and it was really hard for me to fully enjoy it, to, to go on it. That happened like last weekend, I went to go see Post Malone in San Diego and just by chance. And that's how it was booked when we originally did it, like booked our flights a couple months ago on our way back, our, our connecting flight was in Maui. So we came from San Diego to Maui and then it was Maui to Kauai. And there was so many people in San Diego at that gate that's going there for vacation after so many people in Hawaii said, do not come here. Like those hotel rooms, like 400 hotel rooms was allocated um, to provide shelter for everybody who's lost their homes. I think somewhere of like 1,400 Airbnbs was, was given for shelter. People on vacation, yeah. you, you still have a home. You still have all of these things. Cancel your damn thing. I hope you got insurance. Leave those rooms open for the people who really need it. And Maui only has one hospital. So then there's people who are, are injured and, and hurt. That's the only place they can do, they can go. Vacations, a lot of things can happen. You can get sick. You can you can break a leg. You can do anything. And then they're going to be helping somebody who's not even from Maui. There, you have they have limited amount of clean water at the moment, and they have to share that with the tourists that are going there. They have limited free housing for now because people want to go on their vacation still. I almost got into a fight. I really wanted to get into a fight with this one family while we were waiting for a connecting flight in Maui. Um, It was these two families that just kind of happened to know each other, but they didn't go on vacation necessarily together. And so their kids um, were talking and, you know, saying what they did. And one of the families was on Maui earlier just before the fires and was evacuated to Oahu. Um, and then they they chose, they asked, they fought to come back to Maui to finish their vacation, and in that process, they still somehow, before they fully closed off Lahaina after the after the fire was contained, wanted to go see what Lahaina looked like, and then there is a scuba tour that is still active, that brings them to the waters right over there by Lahaina that these people were on to go scuba diving and where people, there's still dead bodies there that were being recovered or trying to be found. And you're scuba diving just because you want to see what Lahaina looks like now from the ocean. Like I was so mad. I just really, like I wasn't, I can't be mad at the kids because they're learning this habit from their parents and I just really wanted to just say something to the parents. I was so so upset and I was amazed that I just contained myself from this. And then on that same flight, I had a FEMA agent that was um flying in. They came from uh, They came from San Diego and they they were going to go and do their thing. We have FEMA agents coming in um, almost every day and he was part of the recovery team you know I kind of you know had a conversation with him and his answer was like he didn't want to be there and it wasn't because he didn't want to help it is just that he's part of the recovery team so his job is to find the burnt bodies and that's never an easy job and he knows that there's a lot in there there's still several hundred people that have not been found. And I think, I think this morning the body count is up to 111. So like I felt for him, because that's, that's just not an an easy job to, to be a part of. Um, Nobody wants, wants, wants to do that. He needs to do it. He knows and he's going to, but it's just hard that that is your job. Um, so it's, it's incredibly heartbreaking and I, I did take a break from it for a day. And that is a luxury that I get to have. Um, and I feel bad for having that luxury because Lina is, is having to live it every day until they can recover. And that can be years from now. And it's, it's amazing. And so incredibly, I guess, inspiring to see, see these people who have lost everything, still finding some type of joy for what they still have, who they still have, and persevering through it. That is probably the most beautiful thing to it. It's just that it it sucks and it's so painful that this is what they're, they have to live through and then just so much misinformation um of course like i said there's all these different foundations that are open to you know helping to provide money i have taken the route where there is another google doc for the families who have lost stuff um they have their own personal gofundmes and uh, venmos or cash apps that they have listed there to help them um because uh i did give to whatever I possibly could without making myself um struggle too much um, to the different organizations that are out there, but also start giving to the families directly because you don't know how quickly or how soon they can get those funds to start getting back on their feet. And this might this is bad advice and this may be wrong, but I would not tell FEMA how much money I got in my venmo and gofundme because um what is they don't know is you have to report whatever money that you got from an outside source to aid you to fema and they deduct that from whatever fema is going to give to you Mm. i'm sorry if was me i wouldn't tell them like i don't think that's right but um these family needs these things quickly and and soon (laughs) and i i just I I think another beautiful thing is that a lot of them are really trying to keep it for those who owned their homes and their lands. um, Trying to find that means so that they don't have to sell it, that they get the opportunity to rebuild their life and their home where they were. And I think that's a lot of things that a lot of Hawaii people are trying to remind themselves is do not sign anything. Do not sell your land. Because you're just getting it pennies on the dollar over there. Um, because all of these land developers are trying to get in. So, you know, it, it has been a lot of things, a lot of my my family is safe, uh, family is safe. Uh, my family and my friends' families, um, they've um, majority of them have, have been found and they've been able to talk. Um, I had a coworker who he didn't hear for his brother for days. Um, he's an, in the air guards, and he's really hoping he gets activated so that they can fly him over there to help, and he gets to see his brother. He's only got to talk to him twice, um, which was just amazing. The brother and his family is doing good, but just having that relief—it's—it's um, it's definitely, I think, something. I think. It's it's amazing just to see our community and Hawaii as a whole just, just to come together for that. Um, I don't try to go for clout for it at all. I, I see people doing it. I I I want to say they have it for good intentions. Um, but I'm not one to use it for clout to be like, oh, look at me, this is what I did and this is uh if I'm going to do something I I'm, I'm going to do it because I know it's the right thing to do. So that's that's that. Could be very very interesting. Um really hoping I get the opportunity to to be able to go and volunteer because I know that is open through my my job and then I had some friends who had that as well to to be able to go over to help but i don't want to be the type of people who just go over there and i'm getting in the way like i want to be able to like be told like those are ones the situations like you are going to be here because they need this i don't i don't want to add to the chaos of everything
1: so if there was a website that people can check out um where they can help out do
2: Oh, there's a lot. I know there. There's a compiled list somewhere. I can provide that to you, so you can link it. Um, you know. Yeah,
1: I'm gonna link. I'm gonna link it. There is a lot.
2: One, I know there is one that has like a whole compiled list of it. But really, right now, there's also like a Google Doc sheet about all of those things. I gotta go find those. Um, and I can I can give that to you.
1: Okay, cool. So, so for this uh, episode, I'm just gonna cover uh, this portion of. What you just shared about what's happening in Hawaii, I think it's fitting. I just feel like that's what should be done here. Uh, so we'll link all the things uh, for what's happening with the situation. This is going to be independent of any other conversation. So this is only going to be the what's happening in Hawaii right now. Uh, it is a sad what's happening. And of course, you know, our prayers are uh, with the families and where we can assist. We will assist with those things. So um, so yeah as soon as you are able to, to have that I will pin it to uh, the description for this uh, episode this will be episode uh, 644 and Danielle, where can they find you
2: um, just to add on to it just, there is the starting organizations the big ones that you can donate immediately to which is the American Red Cross you have the Hawaii Community Foundation you have Maui's United Way uh, Maui Food Bank Maui Nui Strong and the, uh, you know, Animal Rescue Foundation, Hawaii Animal Rescue Foundation. Those are one of the, the bigger organizations. There's a lot of smaller ones out there, and there's a lot. Like, they'll definitely also give the, the Google Docs with all the GoFundMes, Cash App, and, animals and people who are, are, you know, directly affected and that need that money quickly.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Where can they find you, Daniela?
2: So you can find me on all the socials, um, all of them, at Miss DJM. And where can they find you, Andrew?
1: You can find me at Uriah, U-R-I-Y-Y-A.
2: And we'll see you next time. Bye, guys.